0: Listening to the Autism 411 podcast with Dr. Tamara Moody from the South Florida Autism Charter School.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Autism 411 podcast from South Florida Autism Charter School. I'm John Roger, along with your host, Dr. Tamara Moody. How are you, Dr. Hi, Moody? I'm
2: well. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I look forward to speaking with Dr. Nestor. We're about to have an awesome conversation. When you put us together in a room, we can talk forever.
1: That's what I hear. I, now, Dr. Nestor is a, uh, a family member here at SFAC. She's got some some children here at the school, so it's exciting because we're going to get to learn another addition of kind of what it's like to be an S Fax parent.
2: Yes, yes. And I believe she has a lot to share because when folks hear of autism, they don't necessarily hear of the children like Dr. Nestor's children. They're um, again, you'll hear her say this, but I don't use labels. Uh, but they're 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 kids that you fall in love with they're really, 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 really loving children. And I'm not going to say much more about them because she can describe her boys better than um, that I can. And you'll hear it in her voice about how proud she's of them. And I just want the community to know that there, there's support out there and there's other folks um, living the life that you're living and they're, they're getting up every day and they're, they're keeping it going.
1: Very good. Well, Dr. Nesta is on the line with us.
2: Hello, Dr. Nesta, how are you? I'm great, how are you? I'm well. Um, I invited you to be here with me uh, today just because I just feel like you have such an amazing story and amazing family that I would love to be able to get some insight and how you keep it so positive with, you know, having uh, two boys. On the spectrum, Justin, and of course, my love bug, Greggy. I just wanted to share with our audience, like just for me, you've been such an inspiration. You've taught me so much. Your boys have taught me so much. And I feel like, uh, you know, what you have to say and what you have to share would be great for other parents out there. Um, I've been in the field for 20 something years and I don't believe that I've met a parent as positive and as outgoing as you are. So what what keeps you going?
0: Oh, my goodness. I, I thank you so much. Um, I really feel that I've become exponentially happier and more positive since I've been able to uh, be a parent. At aspects, to be quite honest with you, um, I, I think with autism parents, we you know we we all understand most of us listening that we have so much right we have a lot on our plates um and things change you know as our kids get older and just with life in general you know um the severity of the difficulty can wane but i believe foundationally since i have um a really good village which i like to refer to as my south florida autism family um that has really been the game changer for me Um, just speaking with other parents, I just know what we have here. And every day I am just impressed with the changes in my children. And I know, um, just being an involved parent that there's more in store. And I like to credit it to honestly, our
2: South Florida autism charter family. Oh gosh. You don't even know how great it is to have you guys as a part of our family. I, 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 said to some parents recently that you just have to look at your village. If you have a strong foundation and people that you can cry with uh, that you could rest your shoulders on, you may be amazed how your days run fast—like not even faster, just smoother knowing that you have that person who understand. Um, So tell us about the boys. I just kind of got into the conversation about how much I care about you guys and how much I'm so happy you're a part of the team. But like, let the other know about who you are, the ages of the boys, so people can fall in love with your amazing family like I have.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much. Well, first, I'll just like to say my name is Cicely Nestor, Dr. Nestor, because I am a chiropractic physician in the state of Florida. My husband and I are both chiropractors, and we've been practicing for over 18 years. So don't do the math, people. You're going to start guessing my <laughs> age, but um, I am the... A happy mom of three boys, and my oldest is 16, and his name is Gregory. He was the first student um, at South Florida Autism Charter School and has since been joined by my youngest son, and his name is Justin. I also have a sweet kid in the middle. His name is Jeremy. He is 12 years old. Um, So I have a 16-year-old, a 12-year-old, and Justin is nine years old. And when Greg was first diagnosed, we were um, it was our only child, right? Um, and we, we just knew from the beginning, um, every mom has that birth order book, you know, Doc, and we start following milestones. And I got to the point where I didn't want to check the book because my Gregory wasn't doing any of the things that he was supposed to do, you know. So after the few pediatric visits, and I was assured by the pediatrician that those are ranges. Um, but after about the 10th month, the, uh, he was no longer so sure that those were just the ranges and every kid was different. And he said that we should just, you know, go ahead and, and, and see the neurologist. Um, and so Greg was uh, seen by a neurologist by his 10th month and diagnosed with PDD-NOS which, for uh, some of you guys, if you don't know, that's pervasive developmental um, disorder, um, not otherwise specified. And at times, it could be a precursor to the autism diagnosis, and we were told that right away. So our journey began then. Greg was in uh, physiotherapy and everything before he was even one years old, um, because they told us, look, you only have a short window. And I I just want to interrupt that long story to say what I love on my first meeting with you, Dr. Moody, you told me that wasn't true. Yeah. And that just opened up like, where did you hear they there stop? There's no hope for them after five years old. Where did you hear that? You asked me. And I heard it from every specialist. Right. And then after you said that, I begin to hear from other really, you know, well-known people who was like, that's not true. But a lot of autism parents are told that they, oh, if you don't intervene fast and if you don't wait till they're five years, then they'll never. And what I learned about SFAX, and I was fortunate enough to uh, Greg to join SFAX by his second year, that that's not true. And just that alone, Doc, changed our life. Like we left your office member teary eyed and crying. My husband (laughs) is a stoic guy and he was choked up and, and we both knew that we were in the right place.
2: Well, I didn't I didn't realize that I had that impact on you at that moment. And Greg has gosh. This kid, I remember the first day I met him, I just he was in a wheelchair. I'm like, "Why are you in a wheelchair? Why are you not walking?" And now like whenever I see him, he knows. You just need to stand up and walk for me, and he does. So, I'm so happy that I was able to meet and was able to say that. But don't forget my Justin. <laughs> That's
0: correct. Well, um, like, uh, I'm so, Doc is so right, Uh, our journey with Greg was just so, um, you know, he had some other health issues, and like Doc mentioned, he didn't walk, and he was uh, past five years old, right? So he wasn't walking. He could walk, but he did not walk. And what school would take a kid who wasn't walking, right? So um, I was lucky that that's not a problem at SFACS, and he entered his kindergarten, right? So when Justin started um, showing some signs of delay, we at first just thought it was a speech delay because he seemed to do other things that we didn't see in Greg at that point. And then when it started to look more like the, the PDV and OS, and they said, no, the delay is more global. And we knew what that speech pattern, we know what our, all those things are going to lead to. So I remember coming to you, Tamara, and saying to you, my son, my youngest, is going to need to be here. And and when are, are we going to be able to take him? And you being able to say, of course. And I think you guys at this point, the school is pretty much at max capacity, but... <laughs> Doc always sees a will when there is a way. Like she sees it through the mud. We're like, what are you? What you, you know the facts? We're at max capacity. We at you know no room, and you're just you're like, of course. And you that confidence you have. I'm so sorry. I try not to
2: get choked no, up. No, you're getting the me choked up you have
0: in in the school in all of us and the kids was so so important to me, you guys, because I was scared but even though Greg was making a lot of changes and doing well, he was walking and his teachers always had some, something wonderful to share with me that he was able to do, just knowing that I had that family structure at aspects for my other child just means the world to me. So we weren't as scared with Justin. Because we had already experienced aspects and I'm choked up a little bit because I think of those parents who still don't have what we have here at South Florida Autism Charter, where not only is it someone who cares because people can care all day long, but someone who makes a change, a difference, uh, a, a from a a child with some ability or or a disability to capability that's what we have here and the structures that are in place and the people who are working and they're always innovative always changing always growing not afraid to um embrace The 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 bad and the good and I was that's why it's funny I don't I don't have as a romantic story with Justin as I have with Gregory only because I had already been in love with Facts from the time that Greg was accepted. So,
2: sorry, so long-winded. Oh, no, no. I, I People need to know that for you to be... Because I, I watch you. I see you. I see when you drive up. And I, I see the struggles that you still have with, especially my, my, my little bug, you know, Justin. Um, and I see the... But you just always have this smile on your face. But I want you to know, and I want everyone else who's listening to know, that this is not a job for... A person who just wants a paycheck. Um, I'm here. My staff is here because we have a a passion for what we're doing. I believe that every semester, every school year needs to be better than the other. And one of the things that I've been preaching to you, and I'm sure you've heard me say this in my Saturday program, is that at the end of the day, you know, you have to be good mentally, physically, emotionally. So you can be the person that you need to be for your children. Yes, you should cry. Yes, you should have those days that you're sad because who wouldn't? I have days that I'm sad and I have neurotypical kids. But at the end of the day, we have our parents have to be able to shake it off and, and move on. And parents say to me sometimes, so Dr. Moody, so... Uh, you know, how many children, you know, do you have a child with autism? I said, well, I have this one, his name is Greggy, but I have lots of other kids that have, uh, that, you know, that have autism as well. And I think that I can tell you this and without like hesitation that the first time I truly fell in love with one of my students was when I met Greg because I saw things in him that I know from the outside people wouldn't be able to see and now that others are seeing what I saw in him has made just makes me happy on a day-to-day basis because when you see a student not walking and now is walking he has an attitude he has personality he even looks at girls you know how awesome that is um for me it's because of you it's because of you and your husband, because you you don't make it bring you down to the point that your boys don't see that they are loved. Uh, someone said to me recently, um, you could tell that Justin is loved and hugged at home because he's constantly wanting to be hugged and he constantly wanted to be loved. And, and I said, yes. Just look at his mom's smile when she pulls up every morning. Um, So how, like, I I know that S-Fax has been um, a part of your your village, right? But before S-Fax, how did you get, like, if a parent can't get into S-Fax, what do you suggest that they do? If there's no S-fax, because I'm sure there's other people that's going to be listening to this podcast, maybe in different states, different county who does not have an S-fax, right? W- what do you think that they can do in the meantime until they can find themselves this village? What did you do? Because when you came to us, you weren't broken. You were already positive. Yeah, we may have helped that you're a little bit more secure that we're here, but you were always this, this person to me.
0: Oh, I thank you so much for that, doctor. But honestly, um, I really feel that for those of you, if you don't have your S facts, then it's easy to say, don't give up hope. But what happens is that the choice of becoming hopeless is a process. And so it doesn't happen right away. It doesn't happen um, just any minute, it happens over time. So I would love for all the parents to to also, what what was important to me, and this was said by you and one of our Saturday trainings, um, if, if this possible people, um, we make a lot of things available at South Florida Autism Charter School, Dr. Moody is so great about her parent trainings. Um, if there's any way you can watch some of those or get in, in touch with some of these and even listen to more of these podcasts, that is going to be a game changer for you. And I remember doing a parent training. um, You said, don't let your kids feel that they're the reason you're sad or don't let them feel that they're the reason you argue with your spouse. And you brought up the fact that a lot of autism families are fractured and suffer through divorce. And it is not just because of the divorce rate in America, but The difficulty and the things that people go through, um, people tend to turn on each other. And one is the martyr and the other one's the bad guy, good guy, and all that stuff, the roles that people play and, and how you have to let, you know, both take on and not be so hard on the other one and not have these unreasonable expectations and understand that when things get tough people do turn on each other and that's the exact opposite thing you want to do because in the case of kids with special needs they kind of they not kind of they definitely benefit from having everyone everyone involved and I love that you pointed that out because it's easy to go and say oh I do this well and I I clean up better and I handle this better and the meltdowns I can handle no no Everyone has a different approach, and we have to learn from that. So I would say learn from other parents, because that's one thing that we do at SVAX. It's not all about just what you share with us, which has been amazing, but sitting next to a mom who, who just happened to have been in my shoes months ago, who laid her hand and said, listen, my kid was just like yours. He didn't talk. He didn't do these things, but now look at him. And having that in my face, that proof. Someone who walked in my shoes. So I said, don't isolate yourselves, mom. I used to isolate. I used to think that if I went to parent groups, that I couldn't bear anyone else's pain, sadness, or I couldn't. I just couldn't bear it. But what I actually found was that being around other people in my shoes was more than any gift I could have got. Even though <clears throat> I have an understanding mom. And wonderful sisters, they all were in Georgia, right? And I'm here in Florida. And, but when I I found I had SFAC sisters, right? There were other moms just like me. And they had different kids. All our kids are snowflakes. They all have different things, right? Mm -hmm. But they understood and then, and then I was able to learn from other parents, right? And we when we touch on topics that you have on the Saturday trainings and the community trainings, you guys, there are invitations to the whole entire community to come, whether or not they're SFACS parents or not. And that, that before Sfax I used to do um, Miami-Dade, our children, local children, autism group, would have things at our card center, that's what it's called. And I went to every last one I could. I did, I signed up for University of Miami Studies. I I was well known in the card center (laughs) because I did everything I could locally. Because once I found that other parents who understood my life was like water to my thirsty soul, I started to seek it and and now it's not as hard to seek it because i have that every weekend and sometimes on wednesdays at south florida autism charter school
2: yes i i mean i'm a strong believer that if and you know i have uh i've been saying this in the last couple of podcasts that i've done that if something is happening at school it should be reinforced at home as well um it's it's you alone can't do this it takes all of us to play that that role and it's an important role that you have that that community and i'm so happy you brought up the training as well because for me i've learned a whole lot from all of you in that in those trainings cuz we share you know and i'm I know parents get sad when I say this, and, um, but we're not gonna be around forever, right? And, um, and because we're not gonna be around forever, we need to be able to learn and share. And you're never too old or too smart. to to learn from others and and that's for me that's the one gift that i'm happy that i'm able to give to our family and to our community through these trainings so um you know i think that your husband is just so adorable and one of the things that i like about uh the author, Doctor Nestor, is that you guys play tag teams at these trainings. That you either come together, or you come and then he doesn't, and then he comes. and And I like that, and I think that has been also really good for you guys, um, if you don't mind me saying that, because it can't just be mommy that's there all the time. It's good to see that daddy's there sometimes as well. And it's good to see that you guys come as a couple. And I remember I did a training a couple of years ago, which I I am gonna do this year. And it was a couple training. I don't know if you remember that training. And then I talked about how important it is for the union, you know, and that our kids aren't deaf. They can hear what's happening in the household. They can sense it. And if you're sad and you're walking around moping all the time, they're going to be sad souls too. And that's just not good for them because, you know, they're a reflection of us. And, and so I'm happy that you shared about the training as well. But I have a question for you. Um, I Last uh, podcast I did, I, I spoke to a sibling and, um, and he was just so positive. And I hope you get a chance. I don't know if you'll get a chance to listen to that podcast. And he was just so positive and so good um, about, how it affected him as a sibling and what he's learned from his parents and his brother and and i and i wonder about jeremy being the middle child how do you keep him um positive and because it it must be it must be hard um being the middle child having two brothers you know my big brother that i'm supposed to learn how to ride a bike from or who to you know, you know, Greggie's supposed to teach him how to pick up his first girlfriend, but I'm sure Greggy could still, you know, because Greggy's that kid. But how do you support um, Jeremy?
0: Um, well, I, at first, I want to say that your parent training that you had uh, and and for you guys listening, this was a parent training that we could have easily had at school or in the classroom. But we actually um, found a beautiful setting at one of our local state parks and it was right by the water. And we were all out there and it was such a relaxed, beautiful atmosphere. And I think it was so important because a lot of the parents never had date night (laughs) and never did anything just mommy and daddy. And it was important that she when she went to talk to us, uh, we had a group session and then we divided it in men and women and, and it was just wonderful. And it was like, really like, to be frank, you guys cut the, cut the, the crap, right? Sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah. I know. am like, do today. yeah, yes, I remember saying, do your hair, go get your hair colored, go yes. do your nails, go get a With facial. A and she called
0: us all to the mat. It was like really you guys and if you think you're doing you know it all and you your cup is all already full you guys are just not going to benefit from the pouring of the water that comes when uh we're able to get a parent training from dr moody because that day i already felt like our marriage was strong and great and good and awesome and i felt like i could not be you know even better i felt like as a wife but that day, I'm lucky I was able to pour out some of that water I had that was stagnant and some fresh one came in because it honestly changed my life. And I, at that point, I, I, I no kid you, dedicated to helping other autism moms know that there's always a happy right and not just moms dads do but there's (laughs) always a happy there's always the next day and yes you're going to have a low day but there's always that good day and so you cannot wait that low day more so than the good day so I wanted to say that first and as far as my middle oh man I'm grateful also again to another parent training because we had a sibling focus we had Uh, Sibling day and we had and and you're always kind enough to tell me when I need to, um, you know, kind of not be as hard on my middle one and let him live as much as possible and not with so much responsibility, but he loves helping his brothers. I don't have to ask most of the time, he just steps right in and makes sure if his brother's trying to get something and yet maybe don't have the dexterity or the to to maybe open up a can, he's gonna just help. And I'm so grateful for that because he knows he has a responsibility and he asks questions and thank goodness we talked about that in a parent training before those questions came, how to address that and, and and not to want that other child to feel burdened, but he elects to help his brothers and he likes helping his brothers and they laugh and they play together. His brothers are nonverbal, but they laugh and tickle and, and sit next to each other. I, I want you guys to understand, you might think that my kids are, and we don't do levels at aspects. We don't do high or low. Those labels are a waste of time. Mm-hmm. But w- my kids are nonverbal. They, they don't have all of their bathroom skills. And my oldest didn't feed himself completely well with utensils. And, and we continue to have goals that we're meeting and making. So if you're thinking that, oh, this mom probably, her kids are easy, right? Or whatever it is. That's not the case, okay? So in the case of his um, help, my their sibling, he has to help like make sure his brother finishes the bathroom sometimes, right? While if mommy's busy with her hands, he's there, you know, making sure you sit right there until mommy comes, you know, that kind of thing, right? So I'm grateful that I got the tools from one of our trainings, honestly, you guys, and not to hamper on that, but I wouldn't have known. Uh, what level of involvement to to get him, uh, my middle child in, my child that doesn't have autism in? I wouldn't know, but I learned that, yes, it's okay to ask some things as you would as a family member, because we're all part of our family. We're in the community of our household. However, I understand that a lot is me and my husband, and we readily do that, and there's a balance between... Uh, Shifting responsibility and getting help and assistance. And I I was able to understand that even before I had a clear need um, based off some of the things I learned from you.
2: Well, you you know, you brought up a point that I wanted to talk about just a a bit. Um, One of the things that um, I've always wanted to do that I felt was important, other than I want a one-stop shop, right? Other than that, I always felt that it was important to get parents involved in the things that we're doing at SFACS. And I fail to say that Dr. Nessa is also our PTSO president and an awesome PTSO president, may I say. Um, but uh, the drive, the, the sacrifice, she drives from far. We, we're located in Hialeah and... The brothers are in the car with their mom and dad or mom and dad. Um, you guys are coming from the Aventura area and that's a sacrifice on its own, which I commend you guys on. And I brought that up because you guys have I don't believe you've ever missed an event that SFAX has ever had that you guys are supposed to be at. You are at every single event. I have a requirement of every parent having to do four trainings a year. You guys have quadrupled that every single year. You don't only do your four, you do more than your four. You have two boys with autism. And like you mentioned earlier, is that they're not easy. You know, Greggy still needs us to help him with his his self-help skills. And of course, yes, he doesn't speak, but he communicates. Let's not, let's not let people believe that he, because he can tell us when he wants something in his way. And Justin, if we take our eyes off of him, he'll be across the street. He's like <laughs> one of my biggest elopers and I have to be so careful with him. So yeah, you don't have an easy... Um, you it's hard, but you come to every event. And what I love more than anything with you guys coming to every event, you bring Jeremy to every event. He gets to meet the other siblings. He gets to be around my children. And 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 I appreciate that because that is so needed for those of you who, who are listening that have other siblings in the household. It's important that it's um being um helpful to their brothers or sister with autism is not forced up on. It, it's something that they enjoy doing or something that they feel like they should do. And you guys have done a very good job with um, instilling that in Jeremy, and, and you should be commended for that. But a couple of years ago, when you first became PTSO president, you said something, and since we've started, for the life of me, I'm trying to remember what that saying was. It's something about being a part of your journey. Do you remember what you said?
0: Right. So we were, um, I think we were doing, um, I think we we're stuffing envelopes for our, our gala. <laughs> and I remember saying just to the parents in the room that, you know, we want their parents to get involved because we want them to participate in their own rescue. And I gave the example of uh, us being here in Florida that when Hurricane Andrew happened, it was, I mean, and, and for a lot of people, maybe it was near 9-11. It was a sense of let's help each other. It wasn't like the pandemic when everyone was taking toilet paper from each other. But when Hurricane Andrew happened, you could not wait on the city or the government, whatever, to come with the trucks. So most people came and cleared their yard. And then you cleared your neighbor's yard. And then you moved the tree to help the cars go so you could go to the store. And and you helped yourself. And what what I love about what we have is that we have the resources. Go help yourself, right? So Dr. Moody would probably drive,
1: <laughs> come to
0: every home, and get you out of bed and teach you in your living room. Um, and I feel like she kind of did that for the last year with the Zooms trainings and things like that, which was great. They cannot make it any easier for you other than putting you on your shirt and shoes and getting you dressed. So you got to participate in your own rescue. Because the stuff is here, and even if you just have three people who are willing to hope, and I like to say it was the the front the founders, including yourself, Dr. Moody, who had hope that there there's something better that could be available to more people, and got together a couple of like minds, and got together and made the, the I'm, I'm clearly biased, but the prettiest school I've ever seen, <laughs> and the best system. Of of education, of community and training and skill development and growth and occupational training and and long-term residential approaches that I've ever ever been lucky enough to view in in a single um, uh, entity or multiple entities with this with the sole one focus of helping people, children and adults with autism. So. I wow. have
2: to say bravo to you guys. What a no bravo to you, but what a way to end this segment. Thank you so much, Dr. Nestor. You've you've uh you know, sometimes a fire kinda get dull, you know, the flames go down a little bit. Mine is never gone totally, but sometimes you get so tired and you feel like am I still making a difference in the community? You've just given me uh a new, a new reason to continue to do the work that we do here at S Fox, and um, and yes, our trainings. I'm available to the community. Just shoot me an email. Uh, you know go on our website uh, www.sfacs.org google s facts you can find us and you could see our trainings they're always posted for the year and if you are lucky enough to be in florida and would like to you know to see what we do here hopefully in the upcoming school year we will have a video um that folks can see and um and and in, see inside the building because it was uh the building was designed for Dr. Nesta's children for every single child in SFAC, so our parents could feel like the sacrifices that Dr. Nesta and her husband make driving from Aventura a good 45 minutes to get here every day our families who drive from Homestead and from Parkland that when we were building this building, we thought about every single one of your children and wanted to make sure that this was not, that the village had a home and we finally have a home. And, um, and thank you again for, for just uh, putting back the flame in, in the fire that was like going down a little bit. For Sometimes you do get tired or you wonder, you question yourself, am I doing enough? Am I doing the right thing? So I, I appreciate you for being here today.
0: Well, thank you, Dr. Muddy. It's my pleasure as you, as always. And I, I just look so forward to our upcoming school year and, and all you parents, the people out there listening, share with someone if you know someone, um, there's always a way. And I, I thank goodness uh, for what the value I've gotten from SFAC. So thank you.
1: Thank you. Well, that was fantastic, Uh, Dr. Moody, getting a chance to hear from Dr. Nestor and about her family and her life. And I tell you, uh, there was so much to learn in there, but I think one of the bigger takeaways that she's really harping on is that, you know, these parent trainings that you do that are, I'm guessing are gonna come back in person here, but it seems like something we should definitely continue to also offer um, as a video because there's so many families across the country that they don't have access to this type of information.
2: They don't, and in April, I was um, lucky, lucky. I got an opportunity to uh, be interviewed by a couple of radio stations as well as TV stations. And I realized how we're lucky here in uh, at Sfax and we're lucky in Florida that we have places like the CART Center and we have schools like Sfax that's able to support our you know our community because in other places they don't have what we have here and and um, I, I was very happy to be a part of you know all of what was happening in April um, for Autism Awareness Month um, and I told you that Dr. Nessa and I can talk or you put us <laughs> in a room together. I hope you all enjoyed. Um, our conversation and um, I'm hoping to have her back again so we can continue because there's so much more she could she could teach you, she could teach me and yes, those trainings are, um, they are they're good for me as uh, the director here at SFAX, but they're also good for the parents because it gives us an opportunity to be adults, to have an adult conversation, to have true conversation, to have, uh, you know, heartfelt conversation and to learn because you know some days we cry some days we laugh and some days we're like oh you know those oh moments like you're thinking oh really that happens in your house too so um i was so happy to have her here with us today
1: well that's excellent well if if anyone out there has questions for you or for dr Nestor, uh maybe they are are still learning the ropes here of autism how can they get a hold of you guys
2: Feel free to go on our website. Follow us on uh, Twitter. Uh, we have a very, very good social media uh, outlet. Uh, we're very active on Instagram and Facebook. Send us a message right there, and we'll definitely answer you as quickly as possible. We also, you can always email us at info at sfacs.org. That's um, i n f o at s f a c s I give my mobile number to all my parents, but I won't do this on the air.
1: So, um, Are you sure? I'm sure.
2: But feel free to find us on social media and and see the. I mean, the amazing things that we're doing. And honestly, um, I can't be in every state and, 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 every country, but, um, I will take a phone call, you know, and I will answer an email because I feel like there needs to be more of S-Facts out there. I feel like we can be replicated and I would love to be a part of the process for anyone who would love to have an S-Facts in their community. Um, so again, I thank you all for listening and, um, and I will talk to you soon.
1: That sounds good. Thank you so much for listening and we'll have more coming up next week. So stay tuned.
2: This has
0: been the Autism 411 podcast with Dr. Tamara Moody from the South Florida
1: Autism Charter School. To learn more, visit sfacs.org.